Welcome back to Out of the Bubble. My name is Rachel Peru, and you are now joining the fourth series of Out of the Bubble podcast. I can't believe in the last two years I've interviewed over 40 women, and I now have another jam packed lineup full of inspiring women, all with a story to tell. So sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy. So welcome back to another episode of Out of the Bubble and today is episode 50 which I am amazed that I've interviewed so many fantastic women and I've absolutely loved this podcast I've been able to connect with so many different people and I can't wait to interview the next 50 but today I'm doing something different I'm stepping out of my own comfort zone so today is a getting to know more about me episode. I have been loving championing everyone else's stories and being able to help spread some positivity around midlife but I thought actually it's probably something I should have done right at the beginning but I've hidden behind other women so today this is solely about me and my story. Um, my name is Rachel Pree. For those that don't know, I'm a professional silver-haired curve model. I'm also a body confidence activist and influencer, and I am the podcast host of Out of the Bubble podcast. I live in Yorkshire. I've lived here all my life, and I'm married to Mark. I've got three children who are 21, 20, and 18. Um, so my youngest is just... Um, in the throes of going to university during this horrible COVID pandemic. So it's an interesting time, but it's also quite an exciting time. Although obviously I've got the empty nest syndrome and I really did spend the day crying um, when I came back to an empty house, but that's another story. Um, But it's also a new chapter for Mark and I, because Mark and I didn't meet until I was 42. So we now have a chance to create some new adventures together without having so many child um, commitments. So it's going to be an interesting, exciting time once we can get back out there. I have um, started this new career as a model when I was 46. So before that, I had never really had any career plans. I had kind of drifted from career to career. I left my um, school with my A-levels and went to Betty's and took a year out and thought I'd work there for a year and figure out what I was going to do. I was actually going to go to drama school um, because I did theatre studies in English literature and that was my passion. And my anxiety and my lack of self-belief stopped me. And so I found whilst I was working at Betty's, I was earning decent money. I ended up staying there 10 years, um, which is probably not what I'd initially planned, but I did learn a lot about myself and I did um, found that time really invaluable, but it's not what I had thought I was going to do. My lack of self-belief and confidence stayed with me right through my 20s and 30s, really. And although, you know, I had a lovely life and... I loved having children. Um, I really enjoyed having children. I had three miscarriages before I had them, so I didn't think I was going to be able to get to that point. So when you've gone through that and then you have three children afterwards, it was just amazing time. So I drifted from retail job to retail job till I had the children, and then I did take time out to be at home, which was a really special time for me, and I really loved being um, a full-time mum. But as they get older and they all start school, I did feel like I needed to do something else for myself. So I went and did some um, early years training. Um, so that I worked in nurseries and really enjoyed it. And at 39, I found myself getting divorced. And I'd been with my first husband since I was 16. So that's a long time to be with one person and to be in a partnership with somebody, especially from such a young age. So when I hit 40, I was in this new decade of really having to find who I, who I was and find myself again and what I like what did I like watching on television what did I like to cook and eat what what did I want out of life and it was a really interesting and difficult time and and, and exciting it's such a mix of emotions because it's really stressful and awful and very very upsetting 
but it was also a fresh start for me and I could almost in my head thought I could be anybody I want to be so for my 40th I signed up and did a tandem skydive uh, challenge for charity and I'm terrified of heights but I thought if I can do that then I can do anything and it was a real mindset shift for me because I was petrified but I came down and absolutely buzzing and I loved it and now it's always in my bank of memory I've done it twice since and it's in my memory bank so I know that if I'm scared to do something or I think I can't do it that I always look back at that and think well listen this is what you did remember how you felt when you jumped out of the plane and how terrified you were and nothing happened you were great so I'm so glad I did it and if anybody's thinking about it I highly recommend it um so that started the stem of stepping out of my comfort zone and learning more about myself so I went to university um to Leeds Trinity and got an education studies degree I got two one at age 42 um loved being a mature student thought that I had a career in education studies sewn up and that was going to be my next 20 years and at the same time my eldest daughter really struggled with acute anxiety and agoraphobia and so it meant that she had to go through the camp system and ended up being homeschooled which which also meant that I had to take a step back and stop working and go back to being at home and that was a real obviously a really difficult time for the whole family Um, but for me personally it just knocked my confidence because I thought that I'd made massive steps forward and I had to take some steps back but we got through it and I'm glad to say that my daughter is, is so much better now And during that time, I had set up my own vintage clothing business. I had a wardrobe full of vintage clothes. I've always been a charity shop finder. And, you know, I love the the thrill of the chase of what you're going to find next. So I thought, whilst I'm at home, what can I do to try and kind of, A, boost my income, but also give me something of my own to find a passion for? So I did vintage fairs at weekends. I sold online on Etsy. And I really loved it. It gave me a channel to release some creativity whilst being at home so I was getting used to trying on the clothes and putting myself on on social media in the clothes to try and sell them so that really helped my confidence and at the same time a friend had kindly volunteered us both to do some modelling for the Macmillan local charity fashion show and they run it every year it's an amazing event they raise literally thousands of thousands of pounds every year and I've done it for 10 years now but that first event I was at a time actually when I really was quite low and struggling with my self-belief and I loved it gin and tonics helped I'm not gonna lie but we had such a great night not just because I had my hair and makeup done the clothes were lovely I was on the the runway which I absolutely love doing but it was also about the people that I got to meet I've done it for 10 years now and they have become firm friends But it kind of, my confidence grew and each time I I did it, I knew that I was really enjoying it more and more. And then after about six years, the photographer said that I was really photogenic, he'd taken some great photos. Had I ever thought about doing modelling? And this is not something, if you'd have asked me in my 20s and 30s if I was going to do modelling, I would have been running down the street saying no way, because I just wasn't confident enough. But I could see how my confidence had grown and I actually thought, that seed had been planted and I thought what have I got to lose I might as well try this this might give me a second income it might give me I actually thought if I got something locally around Leeds it would just be a bit of a hobby but I would really enjoy it so I sent some basic photographs off to um, agencies all over because I thought well if you're going to send them off you might as well send them to as many as you can so I did send them off to London and everywhere across the country and I got signed and I got signed by a London agency which to me was just amazing and exciting and terrifying but I knew it was something that I really wanted to follow up with so I did it and 
my first job, I remember the imposter syndrome being so real, thinking, what the hell am I doing here? I can't do this. Do they know that I'm not going to be able to do it? You know, they're going to be able to see straight through me when I step on set. And once I was out there and my hair and makeup was, was all complete, I felt amazing. Once I got out there in front of the camera, I knew this is something that I really, it just felt right and I really enjoyed doing it. And every job I've done since I have enjoyed, it's always different and I always get to meet and work with so many different amazing people. But along the way, um, I don't know if anyone can remember, but Loose Women did a My Body, My Story campaign. And within the first year of remodelling, that came out and a local photographer had put a call out on Facebook saying, would anybody like to join me to recreate the Loose Women photo because she thought it would be a really great kind of body confident campaign. So I said yes, because that's become a trait of mine since turning 40 that I say yes to everything and worry about things later. And when I set out to do modelling, I kind of thought it might be lifestyle things and hair and makeup and, you know, fashion, QVC type stuff, which has all been great and I love doing it. Um, so I never thought about doing modelling lingerie and swimwear because at the time I was 46. So the call out came and I joined, I think it was 16 of us um, in a local studio never met any of them before and we spent the day having our photographs taken in our bar and knickers and that was a really pivotal moment for me because we all have our own hang-ups with our bodies you know for mine particularly I'd really struggled with, with my weight the only times I've really been what I would call slim is when I was 18 and I had bulimia and I'd made myself sick and then when I did get divorced I think I lost about two stone in a couple of months and I had put that weight straight back on because it's just that was not my natural weight and what always amazes me is how so many people, particularly after I got divorced, was telling me how fantastic I looked. And look at you, well done, you look amazing, you know, you've come out of this and you look fantastic. And I just thought, actually, what a load of rubbish, because it was at a time when I felt terrible inside and was really struggling and lost. And it just reminded me of how much we judge people in society by appearance without really knowing the stories behind what's going on inside the person. So this particular day when we had this studio shoot with these 16 women who were all very different shapes and sizes and backgrounds. It really brought all that home to me and made me realise that all these hang-ups we have on our bodies are just so, so deliberating and really stop us from getting on with life. Um, so I came out from that studio a different person and then the photos got shared everywhere and the Loose Women team loved them. So they then invited us to recreate that photograph live on their TV programme, which was another kind of surreal moment. So these women that we'd all never met together suddenly bonded, um, went down on the train to London, had a fantastic day with the Loose Women team and, and went live on air in our bar and knickers. So that was my first kind of stepping, really stepping out of my comfort zone and thinking, okay, this is, I've just done this and nothing bad happened and everybody was really supportive and we were all there together and so many women commented on the photographs saying thank you for sharing diversity, thank you for creating this kind of supportive photograph that shows people and their stories behind it and it's something that kind of planted the seed in me that I definitely wanted to work and do more of that. So within the first year of modelling I had been on social media and I really enjoyed connecting with lots of different people and I cheekily sent a um, 
message, an Instagram message to Swimsuits for All, who are an American swimwear brand that I absolutely love because they're really diverse and inclusive and I love their swimwear. And Ashley Graham happens to have a swimwear range with them and she's a, she's a great advocate for them. And I really love her and I just finished reading her book. So I wrote them an email, really nice, saying I genuinely did love their brand and loved what they were doing. And then if they ever needed a silver-haired, grey-haired curve model, then, you know, I would love to work with them. And that's not the kind of thing that you normally do, and it's not necessarily something I would advise, but on this particular occasion, something was right, because they did contact me later and say, actually, within a week, they, they said, you know, you are exactly what we are looking for. Can you send us photos and well, let's have a look at it? So I think it took about two or three weeks in total, but eventually they booked me, and um, when the call sheet came through to a week in the Bahamas and the top list name was Ashley Graham, I was just over the moon. I think my dancing around the kitchen went to another scale, according to my husband and children, but that was a really special moment. So off I went. Um, Mark took me to Heathrow Airport and I was scared stiff. I think I was in tears in the toilet thinking, I can't do this. What was I thinking? But when I got there and I was on the beach and I was 47 years old, modelling swimwear and they'd made me look fantastic, the swimwear was gorgeous and I just thought, I, this is what I want to do, this is where my passion lies. I want to be able to represent older women in swimwear and lingerie because we are not seen enough. And it's something that makes me so cross in the industry that, you know, it affects our mental well-being when we get hit midlife because women really do struggle with body confidence because our bodies are changing through the perimenopause and the menopause. Our lives are changing because quite often if we've got kids, they're, they're, they're leaving the home. So we've got an empty nest and our position in the family changes slightly. We don't know what to do with ourselves. And so when we're constantly bombarded by youth and youthful photographs of women in lingerie and swimwear and we're not represented, it's bound to have a mental effect on our well-being. I, you know, I want to go to a lingerie shop and try a bra on and see a photograph or marketing with a cross-section of ages so that I can see what a 40-year-old woman looks like in the bra I'm about to try on, not a 20-year-old. Because quite frankly, I probably didn't even look like the 20-year-old when I was 20, so never mind 40. And it just, it really does create this negative feeling about ourselves. So it's something that has really my my passion for this is something that's really really increased and I'm happy to say that I have the pleasure of working with some really great brands that really are inclusive now um I've worked with Davina McCall for Tesco's with activewear I've had the pleasure of doing three JD Williams TV commercials and my favorite jobs are the swimwear and lingerie I love working for brands like fig leaves and panache and it's where I would like to see myself more in the future you know, you don't see all the models on the runway. There's so many things that groundbreaking things that I want to try and keep pushing um, that I'm not going anywhere. And now I've turned 50, I'm even more determined to see where I go next. But what has inspired me along the way on this whole journey has been the women that I've connected with on social media. So many women that have reinvented themselves, that have found their passion and purpose later in life, taken up new hobbies and sports and these are the women that often get so overlooked in society and in the media and in the press so I thought what a great opportunity to be able to share these stories on my podcast and get some positive messages out there but also encourage those women that are feeling a bit lost that do want to try new things but are too scared to take that first step to hopefully inspire and motivate 
others. So that's where the inspiration for the podcast came from. And I've done it for two years now. I absolutely love doing it. I've just created a Facebook group called Stepping Out of the Bubble. And that's going to be a really supportive group where I want women to interact with each other to support themselves whilst they're going through this stepping out of their comfort zone challenge. Because it can be a scary place to be for whatever is going on in your life, but it also could be really exciting. And I think with the right support and encouragement, then we can all support each other. Because I one thing I've definitely discovered along the way is that women supporting other women is can make such a powerful impact on our lives. So it's something that I really want to create in the Facebook group. So if you'd like to join that, then you can have a look at Stepping Out of the Bubble on Facebook, the Facebook group. That'd be fantastic. I'm also hugely passionate about grey-haired women. I know lots of women out there don't want to embrace their grey hair, and that is absolutely fine because I completely understand that we are all different but I think there's such a stigma still in this country around women that grow their hair out grey you know I've spoken to loads of women that have started to grow their hair out and friends have made negative comments or the husband's left a comment and somebody said oh you're letting yourself go and it drives me mad because I think these are it's a hair colour you know we don't say the same about a dark-haired woman or a red-haired woman I decided to go grey um, when I was 45 and sort of stopped dyeing my hair. I started going grey when I was 13 and my grandma was white when she was 30, so I knew it was hereditary. So I dyed my hair. every. I've had my hair every colour of the rainbow. I've had it plum, uh, ice white, you know, blue, navy blue, black, brown. And I got to 45 and I think it's at a stage where I was embracing my body. I felt comfortable in my skin for the first time, happily married. My husband accepted me for who I was. So I just thought, I woke up one morning and I thought, I don't want to dye my hair anymore. I want to just feel like me and not have to kind of keep recreating myself. So I stopped and I put a Facebook post out and said to everybody, this is what I'm going to do, just letting you all know. And although lots of the comments were jokey, um, they were not... I think there was one or two women that came back and said, yeah, I'm with you. I've, I've really embraced growing my grey hair out, really love it, go for it. Everybody else was, oh, you can't be a friend of mine or what are you doing that for? No, you're too young, it's going to age you. And I think we just have this hookup in society where women with grey hair are seen as grandmas and stereotyped as, you know, somebody with a walking stick in their 80s. Young girls come up to me in the street and ask me what colour I dye my hair because they want their hair that colour. Younger people think it's cool and I think it's that fear of ageing that women really struggle with because it is other women that judge other women and I think the more we can embrace each other and stop judging the better because if you want to stop dyeing your hair then go for it. There is support out there. There's so many supportive groups on Facebook and if you don't want to and you want to colour your hair then that's absolutely great too. There's no right or wrong way and I don't think there should be two camps. It should just be about women's supporting other women to say do what you want if it makes you feel good and from my own perspective allowing my hair to grow out and being silver and grey haired I absolutely love it I feel like me I don't have to worry about it this is who I am and I am really comfortable with it and so I really want to encourage other women to get to that stage if that's what they choose to do so let's try and be kinder to ourselves and also kinder to each other so I'm really looking forward to next year working with Annie Stirk on the silver and sassy event 
where we will be putting on a whole day's event celebrating grey-haired women. We've got silver-haired models um, from all backgrounds and shapes and sizes um, that have all volunteered for it. And although COVID stopped it this year, we're already making plans for next year. So there's loads of exciting things in the platform and I'm looking forward to Out of the Bubble growing and it would be great to hear from you and to connect with more of you so thank you so much for listening i hope that has filled in a few gaps of who i am and what i'm about and i look forward to seeing what we can all achieve in the next year i will be back next week with another guest where i will be passing the mic back to somebody else and it's been a pleasure to share my story for a change Thank you for listening to this week's episode and I will be back next week with another inspiring guest and I hope you will have a great week. If you'd like to contact me, you can find me on outofthebubblepodcast.com and in the meantime, keep being fabulous. <laughs>